Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast in the place of celebrating, leaning into juicy, soulful, whole living. I'm not too sure what direction we're exactly going to go in here because there are a few things, experiences of late that I wanted to share. And the first one that pops to mind, oh God, just how easy, easy <laughs> miscommunications can be and to stay open that things may not be as obvious as they seem, even when in black and white it's in front of you. So I had two weird auto checks. So on so many levels, like amazing lessons, because so often I will quickly like text something and not read it <laughs> and then send. And then something may bring me back to that person that somehow I notice what's sent. And somehow, God bless autocorrect, <laughs> it decided to do something weird and wonderful and it wasn't actually what I wrote. So it's an exercise, also a reminder of actually just being mindful and present. Because if I wasn't in such a rush with what I needed to do next, I would be present and seeing what I'm typing. So there's about being present. So just to acknowledge this tendency to be like everywhere else but in the here and now with what I'm doing. So then, oh God, two hilarious ones. So why that doesn't even make sense. So I've got a friend who's just really, really not well. So <laughs> I land up. Because I, I go check something to, I wanted to check like the next, maybe later the same day or the next morning how she is. And I see my last message says, absolves of healing blessings. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Absolve? Like to absolve, it's like such like a sophisticated word. And what I mean, absolves of healing blessings. And then I was like, ah, I wanted to send her an abundance, an abundance of healing blessings. God, I don't even know how she made head or tail of it. But it's like, because you, someone is like absolved of their sin. So maybe to be like absolved of her illness. But like, it just was so bizarre. And there it was in black and white. But it wasn't at all what I meant. Oh God, and the hilarious one was. So I'd sent a message to like my flatmate um, that we kind of, we'd missed each other in the morning, right? So I sent a message and we just like maybe wish her a good day. And I said, we missed each other this morning, you know, so wishing you a great day. And I see it says we kissed each other this morning. Oh my God, this was hilarious. Because then you like imagine People are like in a relationship where it's mutually agreed upon as like a monogamous relationship. And then on one person's phone, it's like the one partner sees this message to some other random friend or person saying, we kissed each other this morning, which is like so far and how, how, how out of proportionate this could like completely go like off the rails when in the very first place, I literally had in mind and when I typed was we missed each other this morning so it was just such a stark reminder like even when it's in black and white it doesn't mean it's true because it wasn't I just didn't check and some weird autocorrect did that because it literally was that we didn't bump into each other oh my lord so that was that and just then this can escalate on such a grand scale you know in terms of countries and disagreements on yo 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 so then hmm, at the volunteer place where we sought the veg there was this conversation around like a kibbutz and then there was a kibbutz with a different sort of name and I was asking what the difference is so the difference was that originally 
the kibbutzes, the kids, like parents had children, but in order to allow the parents to work, the children were put in a separate section where they were looked after. So the parents would go to work, and there was a crossover time, maybe at the end of the day, of having a meal and playing some playtime with the kids. But then the parents would go and have a good night's rest and be able to work the whole day. And in today's day and age, it sounds absolutely like ludicrous that you would separate parents from their children like that and, and have these kids like they've got parents, but they, they're in a home as if they're orphans, but they're not. It just was very bizarre. So that's, it's only bizarre because of my reference point, right? Because then I've asked about the difference. It was in some other kind of kibbutz where they said that that's a kibbutz where kids stayed with their parents. So that's where it all started. It was like, I want to understand the difference. I, I was like, what do you mean kids stay with their parents? A kibbutz is where they don't stay with their parents. And then it was this explanation. But then like, when you look at it from the point of view of today, and also depending, like if one's more in a Western culture where you've had more exposure to abundance and, you know, like relative, I know the people who live in the Western earning like a middle class income who, or even a, a low income who think that they really are not doing well, but compared to like people in other parts of the globe, like everything is just really so relative and they're different perspectives. So when one of them in the conversation went to say, like, if you went back to those times, people literally had nothing, they had nothing. And people were all on their own having nothing. So now if you come together and you form community and you're supporting each other to be actually set up a system where you know that the kids are looked after, the parents can work, everyone's collaborating to create like a community, massive big family, so that all together you can start to actually have stuff in your life as opposed to have nothing. So that was like amazing when it first started because that was it. It was coming from we all have nothing and we're all alone to like we have community and we have each other and we're going to set up like a massive like family communal structure that allows us to actually as a collective improve our lives. And then like one of the ladies was saying so if somebody somehow from maybe got sent a present from somewhere else in the world like a bike when everyone has nothing, you can't just have one kid with their bike. So that's why anything that got received got like donated as to being the property of everybody. So that everybody's sharing and having a chance. So when you have nothing, you know, like one shared bike is amazing. Compared to now when people, various parts of the world where people live, where it's not an issue to get each of their kids their own bike. So yeah, it was just such a beautiful reminder of how to surrender just to actually like open our minds my mind invitation to noticing the lens and how much of it is impacted by my life and what I've seen and what I've come accustomed to but then literally to climb into the situation and, and step like feet and experience of someone who has absolutely nothing and is alone like everything is so relative yo so I thought that was really, really deeply significant and meaningful for me. Und, I know I go on about this little soapbox issue around seeing synchronicities not as signs of the path, that there is no path. There's just the unfolding of life that always is magically synchronous. And when you see synchronous moments, it's just that you see it. It's like it's always there, but sometimes we don't see it. So it's more just like realizing that you're connecting yeah, you're seeing with like eyes of the magic of the place we get to be. Um, and so I've got one of those stories. 
um, which was just very, very cool. So there was a drop-in improv and I sent some messages out to people I know. And one of my friends who I don't get to see often because she really stays quite far from where I am. She's got little kitties and she's also got a family, hubby and work and full, thank God, busy life. So she made it to improv and I also went to this drop-in class. And it turns out then... <laughs> Two R's, two of the ladies, they both got names, so start chatting beginning with an R. Their birthdays are one day apart. The one is currently in the property industry, the one was in the property industry. And this whole conversation lands up going to setting up an appointment for one of them to actually go see, like, the head of the office of the one who's presently in property. And my friend of mine, who's the one presently in property, said, like, it's actually so crazy that she even came to improv. Because she has kids and it's, she just normally like never attends something that's in the hours that improv was. Because it's exactly the time of dinner, bath time, settling kids. So it was just how, yeah, just remembering to just show up to life. It's really, really, really. And then it ties into the last sort of bit where, um, so I have a, a cousin who's looking at coming, like moving to Israel. And just with moving countries, like everything that's involved and just saying that like this thing of with Rachel with these ladies that came with my friend in property now and the one who was in property in the past meeting through improv there was nothing they coordinated life was kind of coordinating and scripting this everybody's just showing up you're showing up to like live your life to the best of your ability and there isn't the level of control in the unfolding it's like there's the control in the, in the showing up to do the best in the moment and this kind of came full circle with my cousin um, who's looking at coming and they had it like a trip to look at schools and properties and things um, and everything, a lot of stuff not necessarily going to their original plan. And yeah, we were just had a few messages back and forth about how when you move countries, it's like an intense crash course with many modules on how to fully grasp that you're really not in control of the unfolding of life and that is to step into surrender <laughs> to the control of life's unfolding and that it's about the control in well, the decision of how to handle in the moments the moments that are pitching up unfolding right before you that you are interacting and engaging with that's the point of control <laughs> in terms of how you're going to perceive to see it and interact with it and the choice of making an empowering meaning because it's all it all just is it isn't one way or the other it's exactly like we come back to that kibbutz story it's not that they were good or bad it completely depends on the vantage point that you're looking at that situation through and what you're comparing it to because for people who had absolutely nothing and were alone that is like utopia and for people that have abundance and have grown up where parents are like the central poor part of their kids growing up everything is so relative in that meaning and it affects the experience so we are more in control of our quality of experience than necessarily like the unfolding so that was also just like this idea with a bit of our banter between my cousin and I back and forth was that here's this opportunity it's going to give you this crash course it's like riding you know, you go to these amusement parks and you have some rides that are very kind of gentle and you have some rides that are like manic or they go from one extreme to another. You're always safe. But like when you go on one of these crazy rides, you're not there to control the ride. You're not going to control the speed. You, you sign up, you got into that seat 
to go on the experience of that ride. So it's just the more you resist, like nothing, there's nothing you're going to do that's going to change it. You're going to be on that ride, just do the best to surrender and be with the craziness because you chose to get in it. You strapped in, you waited in line. Yeah, 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 that distinction, that line of control. What are we actually <laughs> in control of in terms of the outside, the inside? So on this note, precious heart, may we see synchronous moments as, yeah, reminders of a possibility of living a life, of perceiving the synchronicity in every moment of life. And may we remember that there are different perspectives, always, 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 and things are not black and white. And even when you see something in black and white, it still doesn't mean that it's true. Just to hold, hold openness. Hold openness and, yeah, just hold back on that judgment and the jumping to conclusions, even when it looks so obvious. Happy adventuring, precious soul. Mwah.